1: Well, good morning. And we have
0: a huge show,
1: the kind of show that really requires about two hours. So you're going to be on a hyper paced content speed ridden show. And we have all kinds of big events to talk about as well as just awesome leaders and influencers. So Andrea, how was your weekend?
2: It was fantastic, and I don't think we have time to talk about me, so I say let's go ahead and talk about all our wonderful people.
1: (laughs) Okay, so today we're going to be putting the longer bios and intros into the uh, links because we have really five dynamic people that are going to be on the show, and uh, it's, it's just so many good things happening. We wanted to make sure that we could bring these people on because some of this is very timely. So let's go ahead and introduce Jerry Edwards first.
2: Jerry Edwards, he has done so many cool things in his life. He's led two, uh, been led to have two National Catering Company of the Year awards. He has also achieved the NACE Hall of Fame Lifetime Achievement Award. He is the caterer who owns Chef's Expressions. He has done things all over the world, and he is the most known caterer who's absolutely fabulous in Maryland and all over. Thank you, Jerry, for being on the show with us.
3: Well, thank you for having me.
1: So Jerry, you are someone that I should have had on the show many times because you throw really the best events in the DMV area, District Columbia, Maryland, Virginia. And the reason I wanted you on this particular show is because you have an event coming up called Farm to Chef, and it's a topic that's near and dear to both of our hearts. So first of all, if you would please share um, your vision of why Chef's Expressions does what it does to actually bring people together.
3: Well, I mean, for us, it's really important that we give back to the community. We've been very fortunate to have excellent clients and friends and neighbors over the years. For 36 years, we've been in business. So giving back is a very big thing. This is one of the events. This is actually uh, run by an organization called TasteWise Kids, which I've been volunteering for for about 20 years, where we go into schools and we teach kids about food balance and nutrition and eating healthy. We take them to a farm and we make a salad with them, and we kind of get them going on a better path than the uh, fast food path that most kids are on these days. So this event is the fundraiser. It's called Farm to Chef. So we actually pair up 30 different chefs at 30 different farms, and each chef is given a list of ingredients that the farm wants to feature. M- well, may it be an animal product, may it be a, f- a plant product, um, all different types of ingredients. For me, I'm with uh, Third Way Farm this year, and I'm producing, um, bring, they're giving me some pork, and they're giving me some um, eggs. So we're doing kind of a bacon and egg thing, but it's really going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a poached egg um, with some, some baby vegetables and a brie fondue, which is like a cream sauce. So it's going to be quite good. There's going to be a little slice of pork belly on top that's been crispy fried. So. It should be a really, really nice, nice dish. So,
1: and you were one, one of the creators. Doing. You were one of the creators of Farm to Chef? So um,
3: yeah, I actually, I actually, I started this this event about thirty years ago.
1: So you're ahead of your
3: time. I'm sorry, tw- twenty years ago. Excuse me. <laughs> Don't age yourself, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> it's not easy, it's not hard to do for me. I well, apologize. I, I just I'm hearing you guys.
1: Well, I want to acknowledge you for a couple things. First of all, um, you are a leader in the Baltimore, D.C. area. You are someone that does successfully partner with philanthropies and uh, nonprofits that really need the acknowledgement, the uh, awareness, and of course, the funding to continue their mission. So you have been doing this ever since I've known you. You are also a leader in the culinary area and that you understand the power of social media. And I've seen almost, I don't think anyone else use social media at the level you have. And that's why I think you're still in business. And the last thing I want to acknowledge you for is that when my mom passed Alzheimer's, you were uh, so gracious and you really stood out as the ultimate friend in that you were there for me. You sent food to my house and you maybe feel the comfort and also the action of, of being a true friend at your side. So thank you for
3: Well, what you. goes around comes around, right? And you've been great to us through your um, your company, your absolute entertainment company. You've been wonderful at our coming in and uh, doing music for many of our suppers. So it's been a very good relationship and a very good partnership and we definitely appreciate you as much as you say you appreciate me and I appreciate the whole thing. But I want to tell more about the Farm to Chef event. It's a really great event. So there's going to be about five, 600 people there, and it's going to be held at the Assembly Room downtown Baltimore. It's a beautiful new space, very cool, um, two levels, and it was the old Hammerjacks uh, um, nightclub. So it's still got a nightclub feel to it. It's very nice. And there'll be, again, 30 chefs, 30 farmers there, tons of food, great bars. There will be Local whiskey manufacturers, local breweries will be there, local wineries will be there. It's going to be a great evening, and there'll be some amazing entertainment as well. So we're looking forward to hopefully packing the house and seeing all of our friends there to do this great fundraising so that we can teach more kids about healthy, delicious, natural food.
1: All right, so three quick questions for you, Jerry. One is, uh, how -hmm. how do you buy a ticket? How do you get To that event,
3: so you can go to the website uh, farmtochef.com or .org, excuse me. It's really easy to find. Just Google Farm to Chef, you'll find it. Uh, The other, it's it's the twenty fourth Monday night, starts at six o'clock.
1: Awesome, and would you reiterate the importance of supporting local farmers and organic food?
3: Well, it's extremely important. And, I, and it's it's something we've talked about as a society for many years because that's the way it used to be. Then it changed and we had the, the mass migration of people eating. Um, I, I blame Clarence Birdseye for most of our bad eating habits because <laughs> frozen vegetables, frozen foods, it became a, a much more, I guess, um, convenient way to eat. But now you're starting to see people who are who are really supporting the the farms with picking up packages of different produce during the year, uh, off-season, buying a lot of the meats from the different farms in the area. So I I see a real resurgence of that. It's certainly not going to be a huge percentage of the population, but it is definitely an increase, and it's been uh, good to see that. Uh, These farmers really need to have somebody to, to buy their product and we, through our organizations and, and the chefs that I know, always like to support them, and it's a great thing. And, and
1: by the way, this is just huge wins. I mean, this is a huge win to vitality. Um, the government-FDA-whoever you know doesn't necessarily share the importance of eating raw and eating organic and eating local. So I, I just can't emphasize enough that that information, the more you learn about it, the more you'll want to actually support your local farmers because it's a good – business move it's a good vitality move and it's certainly a good community move so jerry last thing just uh can you tell people how they can get to the next wine suppers because i have to tell you for those listening i go to roughly five <laughs> if not seven of the wine suppers a year and it is one night you feel like an absolute king or a prince or a very very important person and it's you a do time. a splendid yeah, a great job great dynamic <laughs> it is that happens these
3: suppers people love I mean, we have actually have had three people get married who have met at the suppers, and they actually came with a different date. So how do you figure that one out, right? <laughs> so there's magic in the supper, and it's fantastic. Next one's in November. Um, go to our website, chefsexpressions.com, and you can sign up on, online. It's very easy to do. Okay, and I would like to have you back uh, a little more regularly, if it's
1: possible, just to share how people can actually... I
3: can always, I can always come back, yes. Not, not a problem. Monday mornings are good for me.
1: All right. Well, Jerry, you're a brother, and I love you very much, so thank you for all you do in the community.
3: I love you too, buddy, and I thank you, and thank you, Andrea, for being on, and uh, y'all have a great day.
1: Thank you. All right, Andrea, let's go ahead and uh, introduce Rainy and Broncar.
2: And as I'm doing that, I wanted to let people know that's farmtofreshmd.com, farmtofreshmdformaryland.com. dot catch. So our next guest then is Broncar, Broncar Lee is he has got this talent that's not your typical keynote speaker his unique background includes touring europe as a ringmaster in a world-renowned circus appearing with jay leno on the tonight show and beatboxing with his 18 month old son elijah in a viral video that received over 125 million views so he brings a refreshing perspective to how to lead with confidence clarity and purpose regardless of a job title and there's much more that we'll share about him on our link as well. But I also wanted to let you know about Rainey Suggs, his uh, right-hand woman right now. Uh, Rainey is this a beautiful woman who's a powerhouse with communication, marketing, and online businesses for over 15 years. She has this wonderful journey of personal development, a lot of skills and talent and certifications behind her. And she has led some amazing events in Atlanta and in LA. So Bronkar Lee and Rainey Suggs, please welcome to our program.
4: Thank How you. Are for you guys it's doing? great
5: to be here.
1: Well, thank awesome. you. Thank Thanks, first of
6: Andrew and Ken.
1: Of, well, I wanted to thank you, Rainey, because you are a national force for bringing your connections together and, and really making powerful events. And I love the fact that you reached out to talk about your event planner event tomorrow and the fact that you really understand the power of how event planners bring the community together, bring a mission together, and obviously bring a movement together. So thank you in advance for all the things you do and all the things that you're going to do. Awesome.
6: Uh-huh. Thank you. Thanks, Ken. I really appreciate
1: it. Well, let's take so, a, a minute to um, just talk. Let's talk about your, uh, your story, first of all, of why you got into events.
6: Um, yeah, uh, sure. Okay. I, uh, just oh, sorry. Re- okay. oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> you got There's two of us on it's here. Which Rainey. one you want first? <laughs> well, let's go
1: with you, Rainey. We'll go Uh-oh. with you, Rainey, since you made the introduction.
6: Okay. Okay, great. So, um, yeah, I've just, I've spent the last 10 years in the world of personal developments and event planning and working with speakers to get them uh, booked on stages to share their messages, and um, I recently met up with Broncar, and we have such a similar vibe and message out to the world, and so uh, we got together and we started talking about all the things that event planners go through. You know, they are the hub. They're... They are the central piece that brings together so many people to have life-changing experiences. And through that, they experience a lot of stress. They have a lot of pressure on them. They have, you know, a ton of things on their plate to be responsible for to make sure these events go off and that they're, you know, life-changing. And so we really wanted to do something to highlight the event planners and to do something to make their life easier. So... Brown Carr created a track called Your Spark, and it's really about helping an event planner get in tune with themselves and their team so that they can really put on an event that, you know, creates ripples out in the world.
1: That's awesome. I think it's uh, very interesting that we both created an event planner experience on the same day. I mean, we were talking about (laughs) flying to Atlanta and flying to... (laughs) Baltimore area because we both thought of the same exact day to honor and by the way this is the biggest event I've done in three years I have 125 event planners coming to my event how many do you have coming to your event roughly um I
6: think there's 140 registered right now
1: you are so competitive you are so competitive Rainey (laughs) I have never seen like it so uh Broncar first of all Tell me about your name because it's so cool that you can actually have a name that is an email that no one on Gmail would be able to, you know, copy.
5: Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm just a. I'm a Viking warrior. So that's pretty much it. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, it's a. It's a. Yeah, it's a, It's a family name. Yeah.
1: Well, it's it's a beautiful name, and and I am very impressed with your 125 million views. Tell me the secret of how that happened.
5: Yeah, so it's actually, I think it's over $138 million now. It's one of those things that's just happened, like, very organically, of course. You know, I've been uh, a, a keynoter and speaker and musician, et cetera, et cetera, and I've made hundreds and hundreds of videos. And I think the biggest thing, you know, and, and, and all of them collectively got, you know, 1% of what, what this video has gotten. And I think the key, at least for, for us, was that there wasn't any attachment to it. So it was a high involvement, low attachment, which is what one, one of my great mentors always uh, taught me. And we just shot it. We filmed it and then we released it and we had no expectation for it. It was just a fun video. It was an authentic moment. And I believe that uh, humanity is looking for authentic moments right now. There's a lot of things, uh, you know, from, you know, overproduced reality TV shows and, you know, things that are coming at people that are so perfect and polished and uh, and and, and we're seeking the human connection. We're seeking something that, that resonates with, uh, with, 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 uh, with each other, plucks on the heartstrings. And I think it was just a simple moment of a connection, father and son connection, and that resonated with folks. Well, we're
1: going to make sure we include that link in the post-show as well as a link to the, uh, the segment you were going to play, the music. If you could describe that, that piece, because I, even though we're not playing it now, I want to actually tantalize the guests as to what they'll experience.
5: Sure, sure. So basically, um, what we did was created kind of a musical track as a foundation. So using a lot of, you know, percussion instruments and different different instruments and tools, and then uh, and then did a guided visualization on top of that, which is all about, you know, focusing on the self, and especially as you know, meeting professionals, event planners, you know, a lot of times it's focusing the energy outward. And it's pushing outward. It's making sure all of the moving parts are going exactly as needed. And so it's all this extroverted energy. And this track was uh, composed with the intention to just give the event planner or producer a moment, give them permission to just focus on themselves, you know, for five minutes. And that is just to remind them that what they do matters, what they do is making a difference in the world and creating a positive impact. And that's the real intention behind it.
1: And your involvement in the event tomorrow, tell me about the event and what you hope to achieve there and how people can find out about yeah. it.
5: Yeah, so the event tomorrow is, is, is emerging. It's a blending of uh, uh, meeting professionals here in the Atlanta base uh, a community area. And then the National Speakers Association, which is NSA. And I'm the current president of the, um, the Georgia chapter for, for NSA. And so this is really a blending of the two worlds, uh, ways for, uh, you know, speakers and, and, and keynoters and trainers that can connect with meeting, uh, professionals so that we can really create more of an alliance, uh, between each other because we're both you know, wanting to, uh, to to serve and support each other, and we can add value to each other's uh, lives and communities. So that's the intention is it's that that alliance that we're building. And we're doing a lot more of that currently in the Atlanta chapter for um, for National Speakers Association. That's one of the the big focal points for uh, for for my presidency.
1: That's awesome. And I didn't realize that you were the president. So that's refreshing news, because I had talked to you earlier about being in two key smiling books, and now it's technically three. Dr. Karen Perkins actually is the leader for creating the first key smiling speaker edition, which I will obviously include you in. And why don't you share about the power of speaking on a platform in the NSA?
5: Yeah, well, NSA is a, a powerful community and I, I think as, as, you know, as a speaker, as a keynote speaker, we have this amazing privilege. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're privileged to get on the platform and be, uh, you know, influencers where we're amplified. Yes, that was a play on words. We are amplified, um, so that we can project our intentions into, the, into the world. And so it's a big, it's a big, a very important role. And so, you know, my, um, my passion is really about, you know, uh, um, keeping people in tune in life. I, I play music and so I use a lot of music in my presentations. I play 40 something instruments. And so I, I, you know, I'll play saxophone and flute and drums and things like that and utilize these instruments as tools to deepen that connection and to demonstrate what I can do with my skills in a, um, with the intention to bring that out and remind people of all that they have in their tool belt and how they can bring that to the forefront and utilize that. So, you know, it's it's definitely an honor and a privilege to 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 be a speaker and and and, and an influencer. I I love what I do and, uh, you know, it's I find myself in some amazing situations. You know, being kind of the whether it's the you know the fly on the wall in a board a board meeting with uh, all the executives and. Uh, and CEOs and presidents of companies. And and I'm like, how did I end up here? I'm I'm here at all the, you know, all the good stuff here. And here I'm, I'm, I'm I'm here to help and to heal and to add value and to be that outside perspective. Uh, Or it's, you know, when you're after the event and you're connecting with attendees and participants and you're, you know, uh, receiving that feedback and they're saying, oh, I'm inspired to go do this, or, oh, you reminded me to do this. And, So, so much of it is about the, the pre and the post event, like being on the platform is an honor and a privilege and an excitement, but so much of it is that is, is is all of the things that, that surround that.
1: Well, Broncar, the more you speak, the more I know that we are like brothers and it's going to be amazing to not only meet you, but to support you in all the different things you're doing. You know, I have to connect you to Gregory Hammond in DC who has a, Global GM for Peace, and he has about 120 cities across the world that uh, sing for peace. And so I'll be connecting you with him. And I can't wait to get down to Atlanta. Thank you so much, Rainey, for putting us together. And I want to acknowledge also um, the fact that you brought me to Doctors Who Rock, which cultivated a conversation about how pharmaceuticals are so dangerous, and also Ken Courtright and Carrie Wright for the Digital Footprint Conference, because that's where I initially met Rainey Suggs. So, Rainey, the power of events, right?
6: (laughs) That's right. And, you know, one last thought for me is that I really just want to make sure that everybody who is in the event space um, gets access to this track. I mean, it's five minutes, but when you're putting on an event, man, you've got so much stuff going on. And this track really gave me the ability to get centered, to be energized, and it's just a gift we want to share with the world that I think will really enhance the lives of event planners. So you can check that out at broncard.com forward slash iTunes. Uh, in to, sorry, in
1: Okay. And I and think you
6: guys have that link as well.
1: Exactly. And we're going to put the link in the show. We'll share it on social media as well, obviously. And we will coordinate a time when we can make a, an Atlanta reunion for the show and create some magic because you guys are awesome. You're very powerful. Thank you so much for the event you're creating tomorrow for event planners because I do agree, if it wasn't for event planners, how would it be organized, created, beautified, and energized? So thank you for acknowledging them, and thank you for being on the same wavelength because events are where we actually create those frequencies of getting online to offline and actually making magic happen. Awesome. Awesome.
6: So great. Thanks so Thanks, much
1: brother. for having us, Ken. We Thanks, appreciate broncar. it. And you are definitely a brother. So thank you. So Andrea, let's bring on our next guest.
2: And again, in the transition, I want to let people know how to spell Broncar. So that would be www.bronkar. <laughs> dot com for Broncar and our next guest is Sterling Hawkins he has become the master of innovation through massive changes and obstacles that he's overcome in his own life from selling his first company that he founded in 2004 to becoming flat broke from a broken family business to a successful one and from the fear of public speaking to now keynoting at conferences all around the world Sterling's story is a perfect example of how anyone can take any situation and create anything from it so he's a business leader an entrepreneur an investor a futurist he is internationally uh, known for his ability to talk about innovation and technology and startup groups and really create this fascinating aspect of how we look at life and technology and create change for the better so sterling hawkins welcome
1: to the show
0: good morning thank you great to be with you guys
1: thank you sterling and welcome you
0: uh, obviously
1: have gone through it all with your bio, and I wanted to actually address the importance of the flat broke part. So what did that actually mean to you, and how did that actually change you?
0: Uh, it was tough. Um, you know, you really come face to face with yourself, and I've spent some time sleeping on some friends' couches and figuring out where I was gonna stay, and you know, I, I think it meant that I didn't have to have things to be good enough or to say what I need to say. And I learned that lesson the hard way. And once I found some grounding literally with nothing, then, well, it, it became kind of unstoppable.
1: I agree, because I think it's the ultimate test of whether you're committed to your purpose-driven life or whether you're committed to at least your mission in life. And uh, when I read that, I, I said, this is a guy that I really... Can appreciate because until you come from the bottom, you don't know what the difference is to be at the top. So, uh, talk about your your mission oh. and and actually how how that actually will serve them, the audience.
0: Totally, yeah. Um, well, change is inevitable. Um, the technology changes, certainly cultural changes like change will happen whether we agree with it or not. And I think you know what I stand for. Are Firstly, is people being okay with that change? How do they transition through different parts of their lives? Do they transition their business to cope with that? And then once we're there, the second step is well, how do you get out in front of that change and actually start to create it? Create it for your clients, your customers, your family, uh, your friends, and well, you know, ultimately the world.
1: I totally agree. So, When are you doing events that people can actually come and see you? I know that you speak at a lot of events.
0: I do. Uh, Mostly private events coming up. I think the next one uh, that's public is actually a course that I'm teaching on how people can, you know, first articulate the change they want to see in the world or articulate their business. And then present it in a way that lands with people, that makes a difference for them. And that's November 3rd and 4th uh, in Los Angeles, very good. And
1: you have, you're have you an
0: author? Um, no, I haven't written any books. The French keep telling me, like, Sterling, you have to write a book. It's about time, but like, it's coming. Uh, but I, I do write different blogs and podcasts from time to time, and you, you can find all of it at sterlinghawkins.com, just for my you know, shameless self-plug there.
1: Well, no, I wanted to give you that shameless plug, because actually, when I read what you've done... Uh, it's the assumption is that you have done a book and your friends are right. You have to get a book out. And I'm going to challenge you on the air, not to be mean, but you need to give the gift and download your brain and heart for the holidays. And any assistance I can be for you, and that's not a shameless plug, that's a friendship plug that I can do because you are too much of a gift. The, the more you have done in the world, the more you need to download what you've done so more people can actually connect with you um, and, and benefit from what you've actually experienced. It's it's so important that uh, when people have no hope or when they're going through challenges, they read a success story and they actually understand that things are possible.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I'll definitely take you up on it.
1: Yeah, and you should. So <laughs> I'm available later today and we will actually create a holiday gift of making sure that your legacy is actually going to be available. And let, with that, let me just say, what would the what would the book or what would the uh, the title be, and how could people actually um, see what you did?
0: Oh, that's a good question. We might have to brainstorm that a little bit, but something in the world of like innovation and and change, and literally being the difference that you want to see. And I think that applies for all businesses, no matter the category, if it's B two B, B two C. When you can embody what it is that you're trying to do beyond, like, the stuff, I think that's the crux of what the book will be about.
1: And that's very much a, a Gandhi approach, be the change you want to see. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. what, do you, so what do you want to see in the world?
0: You know, I, I think so many people have really incredible ideas, and the majority of these people are not talking about them. They're, you know, dealing with considerations with their family, their friends, what people might think about them, uh, the career that they're not happy in. And what I want to see is, is those people, all people, be able to articulate, well, what is is it that they want to see change and how to do that? I think the best idea is, Culturally, technologically, we haven't uncovered yet. And if we have more people talking about what they see as possible, that stuff starts to rise up. And we can make more change, better change, faster.
1: I totally agree with you. I, I think you heard the first couple of guests. So you heard Jerry and Brunkar and Rainey. I, I want you to, since this ev- mm-hmm. uh, this particular show is about events and you are an event person, mm-hmm. if you'd speak on the power of how events have created relationships for you, as well as actually change your life?
5: Yeah.
0: Well, innovation happens inside of conversations. You know, there's only so much you can do yourself, even only so much you can do yourself at a computer. When you're around other people that have different ideas, it gives you different perspectives. You start to see new things. And, you know, you're probably not going to go to the conference or a conference and learn something entirely new. You've probably heard about it somewhere, uh, read about it somewhere. But when you can start to shift your perspective and see some new things and connect with people that might be doing the same kinds of things, I think it's extremely powerful. And I think it's the only way to make most ideas uh, really viable.
1: Well, let's talk about, since 2019 is right around the corner, what is it that people could and Mm -hmm. should do that would actually shift their experience of life and shift what I think you created from your 2004 experience?
0: Yeah. Well, kid, this might be my favorite question of the whole show. And it's, it's something that, that's really close to me. And what will do it is not just having an idea about it, it's not, you know, kind of the New Year's resolution of seeing a new possibility and then three weeks later deciding, oh, you know, so much for that. <laughs> to see something new as possible, to get some you know, change actually going, the secret lies within the things that, well, the things people probably don't want to do. You know, Calling that relative that they haven't talked to in a long time. If they're scared of public speaking, get up on stage, get up in front of some friends, say some things. You know, if you're scared of heights, go skydiving. Like, that's the idea. And when you start to do things that are outside of your comfort zone, you're expanding yourself and you can see new things and take new actions. And that's, well, that's what makes the difference.
1: I totally agree with you. And actually the, you gave me a small epiphany there and the epiphany, it might be a large epiphany actually, but it's the, how uncomfortable are you willing to be to be powerful? And that's a question if you ask it every day, I think would actually turn into the actions that you wouldn't normally take, but would actually make the difference.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it, it's kind of a litmus test I use for myself most days, most weeks, is have I done something today that I'm a little bit uncomfortable with? And if the answer is no, I haven't grown myself.
1: So what is your new uncomfortable
0: conversation? <laughs> well, teaching this class, we just started teaching these classes for um, enterprises and taking it from an environment with uh, primarily entrepreneurs. To a corporate situation where we have executives uh, and leaders from the same business all coming together has been that first step into, you know, getting a little bit uncomfortable with it. Because it's something we've never done before. And, you know, on one hand, I know we can do it. I know there's the material, the thought processes, uh, the exercises that will work. And on the other, because we haven't done it yet, it's a step out into the unknown.
1: Well, like Brunkar, you are a person that I am eager to meet and eager to feel the energy and see how we can actually collaborate. But since Andrea was the person who actually connected us, I want to give an honorary question to her and give her an opportunity to add some value and also uh, say something that she's probably been thinking.
2: Thank you, Ken. Sterling, you know, we had the opportunity to get to be friends here by uh, meeting that day and the different times that we've talked. And, you know, when it comes to innovation and you working with these startups and these classes that you've been holding, I wanted to hear a little bit more about what your expectations are for the future with merging startups with this technology.
0: That's a great question. And I, I think I read somewhere the other day somebody was talking about, well, entrepreneurship and the idea of new companies is is coming to an end. It's the end of that startup era. And I couldn't disagree more. I I think we're at a point now where the barrier to entry around doing things, not only technologically, but um, different courses or communication and social media, the barrier is so low that I think, if anything, we're going to see more people doing more things. And, you know, as as they're able to talk about, well, what they see as possible, they can get connected, they can um, start to do some work with different businesses. I, I think a lot of the big brands, uh, big corporations are getting involved with smaller entrepreneurs and, you know, change makers and everything else. And so I think that'll be more of the future.
1: Awesome. So, you know, we have a star-studded cast today, and I want to say that the good news about having a star-studded cast is that everyone is going to share the show and more tribes are going to learn about each and every single leader on the show. The bad news is we don't get to spend as much time with each person, but that doesn't mean we can't spend more time with them in the future. So I wanted to go ahead and bring our final guest on and then go to rapid fire. And we have a really cool rapid fire because all of them are going to share what changed their life. So Andrea, if you'd please introduce Larry Boyer and thank you so much for being on the show.
2: Larry Boyer, he's been so interesting with doing so many different things in the world from social media to strategy to innovation to talking about robotics in this world of automation where people's jobs are being taken over. Well, Larry has this unique aspect and ability to grab onto these things and provide information to be a real leader and a real strategist to help people get through this idea of technology and change as a place to be fearful and as a place to excel as well. So it's a perfect follow-up to Sterling Hawkins. Larry Boyer, welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you.
1: Hello, Larry. How are you?
4: Uh, Thanks.
1: Well, thank you very much for sending me a book, and thank you for also saying keep smiling because I was going to forget in the minute when I got my nice book from you to smile, but then I did. I love your cover.
4: Okay, thanks.
1: (laughs) Well, I wanted to ask you a question. Why are you suggesting that humans are not important and why robots are going to take over the world, and you're happy about that?
4: Well, you know, I wouldn't say that humans aren't important. Humans are very important. What we have to know and understand is that there's um, an industrial revolution happening where there's going to be an evolution where robots are working more and more hand-in-hand with people. Um, And what that'll mean is some people who have jobs will be able to do more and be more productive um, but that'll also mean that some people will lose their jobs and have to find something else to do. Now, the exciting thing, I think, you know, just like we were talking about with your previous guest, is that there is more opportunity than ever. Right. And so part of what we have to do as individuals is start to learn and adapt um, to those new opportunities so that we can take advantage of them.
1: Well, I got your book can a couple have- weeks ago and and I want to say it is a monster of content. I mean, it's, it's very in-depth. It, it has so much research involved. And how many books have you done?
4: Uh, actually, this is my first uh, actual book. Um, I've done a, a shared chapter book with uh, Les Brown and George Frazier, but this is my first book out solo on my own.
1: Well, let's, let's uh, regress for a second. So that book that you did with Les Brown and George Fraser, what difference does that make and make it easier to approach this book?
4: Um. I think it made a, a huge difference. First, just in mindset. I think, you know, mindset is such a key point in, in everything that, that people do. So one, it was just a mention of, you know, learning what was possible. It was learning about the publication process, uh, learning how to market the book, uh, how to go out and speak about the book. So getting a, a first book like that was a, a tremendous opportunity and just opening up my own eyes um, as well as the, the opportunities to get a book like this.
1: Well, I, I'll say that all your chapters are very full of very fresh and research content. The age of the preneur is actually particularly of interest because it talks about motivational skills and, um, and burnout mm-hmm. skills. You want to talk a little bit about mm-hmm. that particular chapter?
4: Oh, sure. Yeah. It's great that you picked that one up, because you know, a lot of people have some confusion around that one. Um, yeah, this is a time when everybody can think about being either an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur. And what it's really important to do is understand ourselves, right? The, the journey of the entrepreneur is really a journey of, of self-discovery and what is, um, you know, what our, our strengths are, uh, what motivates us, uh, what gets us up in the morning, um, and keeps us going through all of the hard times, right? It's that motivation that gets you through those, those obstacles. Um, and so, with burnout skills and, and motivating skills. Uh, these are things I think we can all think about, um, right, right? We all have skills. Some of them we really love doing and enjoy doing, while others we really don't like doing it, and we drag our feet with doing the task, right? That's where we procrastinate, right? Maybe we are really strong at this skill, but we don't like doing it. Um, you know, so I think it's important for us to understand those so we can gain more in, with our motivating skills and find ways to do less and less um, with our burnout skills.
1: Awesome, and I and I also liked your chapter ten, getting over it and getting started. Uh, the reference to abundance for human and scarcity robot thinking. You want to give a little gold nuggets mm-hmm. on that one?
4: Sure. I think yeah, you know, as we move forward into this age of of technological wonder and revolution, right? We've got a tremendous amount of, of opportunities to um, to grow our, ourselves, um, you know, as well as to Expand our careers, um, become better off financially, right? all of that opportunity is, is, is there, right and we just have to start thinking more and more about those opportunities. We have to be um, educate ourselves about what is happening in the world uh, so we can take advantage of them. Um, you know robots are always going to be just doing what they're programmed to do, um, whatever those tasks are right so it's very limited in what they're doing it's like you know, it, it is re- really a, a scarcity thinking in terms of how they just approach the, the world, um, right? It's like, I'm going to do this, and I'm just going to find a way to do it better or faster and not, not worrying about the rest of it. Whereas, um, you know, we as humans can expand beyond that and say, what more can I do? How can I do this better? Um, how can I fit in here more? How can I take advantage of this? Uh, right? And that's the key of, of being human, right? And so we want to be more and more human uh, as we move through all of this technological change.
1: Well, I want to say you're, you're extremely active on social media, and your book is certainly proof that you are a person that lives at 100% level and that you really try to give as much as you possibly can. When I make a comment, if I have just several likes, I can almost count on Larry being one of them. So talk about the importance of actually staying connected in social.
4: Sure. Well, you know, we're also, I think, in an age of, of, of people and connections and networking. And, you know, that has always made all the difference um, in, in anybody's career and, and their life, right? It's who you know, um, how you know them, you know, that, that helps. Um, you know, that's very important to be positive, I think, you know, to help others. Others, you know, And that comes back to you a thousandfold. Um, you know, late, later on. Right? So we always want to be, you know, connecting, meeting new people, uh, establishing and developing our relationships further. Uh, Because that's an important thing. And as we move, again, through more technology, relationships become all the more important.
1: Well, I want to make sure we have enough time to give a quality segment, but we're going to do some of the questions in the rapid fire. But I noticed you wrote some uh, information in uh, uh, the chapter about the different companies, Nissan, Apple, Nestle, Rad Hotels. You want to briefly describe what you were sharing there?
4: Sure, there's a lot of, of companies that are, are working on, on, um, on innovations and what they're doing in the, in the future. And so I think you know, what we need to understand as, as individuals that the companies themselves are, are moving forward. Um, they're evolving. They're adapting new technologies. Um, and as an employee, what you need to do is be tuned into to what's, what's happening because otherwise you can be left behind. Um, and very rarely is there a company that says, here's a blueprint, here's our, our business plan, and this is how you as an employee fits into that. And these are the things that you have to do to move along um, and, and achieve that. So that's very important to for a, an individual employee to pay attention to so that they can remain employed and, and keep themselves, you know, I call it future-proofing, right? You want to future-proof yourself.
1: Exactly. And so what would a company do to future-proof itself?
4: A, a company? Um, so yes. companies... You know, they they fortunately have uh, an army of people that are available to help do that, right? The chief economists are looking at, and marketing teams are are looking at the competitive landscape. Uh, You've got research and development teams that are um, innovating and creating new products. And so you want to do that, uh, and companies are are doing that. Where they usually fall down is bringing their people along, um, right? So one recommendation I would make for companies is to help bring your employees along for the, the journey, A lot of times they just think that they're going to either hire new people and and lay off the people who are there, or they'll just purchase another company. And all of that's fine, right? But you want to bring along people as well because you've got a tremendous amount of talent there, um, institutional knowledge uh, that'll help the company be successful.
1: And why was this book so important for you to write? What is your story that connects you to this book?
4: Sure. So it goes back... um, Actually, to the financial crisis, when I first started doing some of the coaching uh, that that I do, which was when a lot of people start, suddenly um, lost their jobs, um, and people actually came and approached me and say, well, "What do I do? How do I get hired? How am I going to change my career?" Right. So if we remember back to that time, and the timing is actually about right because it was ten years ago this week when we started losing exactly. uh, you know, Lehman Brothers and all, everything just started collapsing. Right. So if you lost your job then, and some people literally woke up the next morning to find that their company had closed. Where do you go? right? And so fast forward uh, a a few years, and we have a a whole bunch of technological changes that are, are coming along. And so we're in the place where, again, there's technological evolution that can happen, which is more gradual, but there's also the potential for these game changers to disrupt things, just like we saw disruption in the financial crisis. And so I see a lot of books being written about Um, the macro level and saying, well, everything's going to be fine or, you know, there's going to be a job apocalypse, And neither one of those is exactly true, right? What we have to do is pay attention to what's going to happen to, you know, ourselves, right? Number one. Um, Yeah. And that's, there's just nobody talking about that. So that's why I wanted to write this book.
1: Well, I think your book is amazing. And although I've not read the whole thing, I will tell you every single part that I have read has been very thought provoking and I, I wanted to give you an opportunity to share actually what you want to do with this book to help people move forward.
4: Sure. Well, I, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, a lot of people get the opportunity to actually read it and, and think about it. Right. To say that it's thought provoking. That, that's exactly what I would like to do is, is have people sort of wake up a little bit and say, okay, um, you know, these things are, are happening. I've got to pay attention to it. Um, you know, there's a, the ending part of it is a little bit more about personal uh, development. Um, you know, A lot of times people say, well, I know I know some of this. Well, you know, hopefully I've given you the reasons why you need to start paying attention and actually executing on a lot of the personal development um, in the earlier part of the book. So I'm hoping to raise awareness and get people moving along so that they can actually be successful, um, you know, through the next five and ten years as this, this change just accelerates.
1: Well, you know, you hear a lot about people saying that the jobs that were available 10 years ago or so, a very large percentage, some say 70, some say 80 percent of those jobs are not going to be available in the future. So this book is very relevant Mm -hmm. to actually staying in tune and keeping in the the opportunity of what's happening next.
4: Right. And and you have to be ready for what's next. Right. So those new jobs. Um, that'll be created in five or ten years, right? We have no idea what they're going to be, um, so you've got to learn and develop yourself so that you can be ready for them.
1: Well, how can people get this book?
4: You can get it um, anywhere where you can order books—Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble. Uh, you know, if you're international, wherever you like to buy books. Um, that, so, any place where you want to get the book, you can get the book.
1: Well, that's that's an easy way to get a book. So what's next for you?
4: <laughs> um, what's next for you, yeah, so The Larry. next thing I'm, I'm working on is um, developing a, a course program and, and community site called um, the Future Proofing Academy. Uh, so I want to be able to share more in depth what we talk about in the, in the book. Uh, it will be a place where you can learn more about the latest developments in technology, what's happening in economics, um, different business models, um, as well as learning some of the basics of um, personal development, so that you can again learn and adapt uh, for this future and be ready for it.
1: Well, I, I've enjoyed every single part of this book that I have uh, flipped to and read. It's it's really an amazing book and it's so in depth. And you know, you're really brave to be doing a book that's uh, more than a couple hundred pages. So, why don't you discuss what your decision was to actually make a book that was that was this in depth?
4: Yeah, so it it really was around this theme of of raising awareness. I want people to understand, uh, again, what an industrial revolution is like. Um, There's so much talk these days about, uh, well, you know, we've gotten through the past industrial revolutions. We're okay. It was, you know, we're all better off for it. And that's all true. Um, But what we forget about is how long that um, industrial revolution lasted and what it was like to actually live through it. Um, So. That's what I want to do with the first part of the book is say, you know, living through an industrial revolution is not an easy thing. Um, it, it is very difficult uh, because you can't count on it, right? There's just change constantly happening. Uh, so I want people to understand that, right? And that can be your entire working life. I think people don't realize the industrial revolutions last, you know, roughly 40 years, give or take a little bit, right? That's basically your entire working life. Um, so especially if you're, you're, you're just starting out your career. So you want to be ready for that and know this is what to expect. Um, and then to understand the natures of disruption, uh, because how fast can things change? And so I've got chapters in there again talking about, you know, the collapse of companies and how fast that, that happens. And it really can happen quickly, right? We, again, we're talking about the financial crisis because it's the 10th anniversary. Um, exactly. You know, the, we saw some buildup of that. That was really over the course of maybe six months. Then suddenly companies started collapsing and literally overnight. Um, you know, requiring government intervention. Um, So we've we've got those examples, but those aren't the only ones, right? We've got MCI WorldCom, Enron, Arthur Anderson, and, you know, those are examples where tens of thousands of people lose their jobs over the course of a couple of months, right? And an economy is difficult to absorb that kind of job loss, um, you know, in a short uh, period of time, because if you're losing jobs like that, there's economic trouble. So there's not necessarily new jobs being created at the same time.
1: Totally agree. Then, you know, really so we're going to go to the, the most, to. we're going to go to the, well go the most aggressive rapid fire we've ever done. And God willing, it'll all come out beautifully. So we are going to start off with a question by myself and we will have uh, Broncar, then Rainey, then Sterling, then Larry answer. And then, um, Andrea will ask a question. So, my first question is my go to question. What book changed your life?
6: Is he first? Yes. Okay. Um, I am going to say Bold Achievement Method by Bron Carr.
1: Man, that is awesome. So, you can get that on Amazon? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Larry, what book changed your life? I don't know.
4: I'm not sure about any particular book, but Brian Tracy's books, those are the ones that really uh, woke me up to the need for personal development and how the the impact that it can have on you, Uh, just book after book, and it pounded it into my head.
1: (laughs) Totally good. All right, Andrea, I think we only have Rainey and Larry.
2: All right. So when it comes to uh, innovation and applications, if you could think of an application that would solve a world problem for your world, what would it be? Like, for me,
6: I'd want it to Mm. sleep
2: so I could get more things done. And
1: actually, Rainy, you're first.
6: (laughs) An application. Can you repeat the question one more time for me?
2: If you had an app that would do something for you so your life would be better. Like mine, it would be sleep so
6: I don't have to sleep anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Mine would be to cook healthy food for me and my child (laughs) or order it.
4: (laughs) Farm to chef. (laughs) All right, Farm to <laughs> Yeah, I think one would be something that just gets everything out of out of my head uh, on all the to dos and really organizes them um, in an automated, uh, uh, really an automated way.
1: All right, and to go to automated, what is a part of your life if you'd want automated, Rainey?
6: Again, (laughs) cooking, (laughs) farm to chef. (laughs) Farm
1: to chef, baby, the go-to. All right, Larry, what what would be the thing that would secure your future by having automation?
4: Um, I think a lot of um, content creation. Um, You know, there's so much that would just have a huge impact for me.
1: Is that possible, content creation?
4: Um. Maybe a a little bit, um, but I think there's still more work to be done in that area.
1: I agree. And uh, Jason Myers is addressing that particular aspect, but it's got a a very huge uber uh, human element to it. So that's an interesting Mm -hmm. response. Andrea?
2: Um, We actually do have Sterling with us. Sterling, can you hear us? Because he's trying to talk right now.
0: I can hear you. Can you hear me now? Uh, I can hear you. Sterling, what's your idea? Okay, great. <laughs> well, I, I was trying to say my favorite book, What's Catcher in the Rye, um, to catch me up at least a little bit. The latest question is what? Is it the application? Yes. Yeah. I think an app that you could talk into, and it would tell you what you really mean.
1: <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> That's Awesome.
0: That is really (laughs) really, (laughs) really, really (laughs) (laughs) revolutionary.
6: Pretty cool. All right. And
1: I I think we're getting down to our couple minutes. So Rainey, then Sterling and Larry. So a quote you live by, Rainey first.
6: We are the hero of our own stories.
0: Sterling? Uh, The most difficult thing is the decision to act. Larry?
4: And for Larry, um, for me, I, I would say I'm really starting to do more and more with Think and Grow Rich and trying to d- adopt and, and learn more and live that more fully.
1: All right. And, Andrea, I think that's the final question we have right now.
2: Okay. If you had a superhero power, what would it be?
6: Rainy? Um, I would say... Teleportation. <laughs> to go anywhere I want at the speed of light.
1: Sterling?
0: I like that. Yeah, I, I think it would be to see possibilities in anything and anyone.
1: And Larry? Uh,
4: for superpower, I, I'd, I'd say the, the power to not need to sleep. Uh, you know, and to just keep going.
1: Yeah, I think sleep is so relevant though because that's your resting point to actually meditate mm-hmm. and cultivate those lovely thoughts that actually cause the action-based life to happen. So, Larry, I do agree with you, but I disagree uh, from my standpoint uh-huh. in that I, I, I feel like you know I'll I take naps every day. <laughs> yeah, well, no, if it's a superpower, good God, I mean. But I think uh, meditation and actually being with thoughts. And playing thoughts are really cool. But you guys have been amazing. And I'm sorry we lost Broncar for his wisdom. And the fact that he plays 40-plus instruments, that's amazing. I want to thank each and every one of you for being on this show. You've all been amplified. And we'll be putting links on the post-show tomorrow. And we will connect you guys, if you are not connected already, so you can cultivate a better world. Thank you very much for being amplified.
5: Find out what's happening.